hello, hello, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. DJ, cut the music, cut the music. What the hell? How are you guys doing today? We are in the middle of the week, September 20th, 2023, and we are just a few days removed from UFC Noche. Now, that is going to be... That was the first time the UFC event had an event on Mexican Independence Weekend. And if you're like me and everyone else, you're still wondering, um, is that racist the UFC is doing? Or are they just capitalizing on the market? Could be both. Some people say that it could be both. And I don't blame them. You know, you go where the money goes. And after Dana White's Contender Series yesterday... That was the first time he spoke and gave a little bit of insight on this past weekend's event of Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko. And going forward, he is going head to head with anyone, any event, whether it's boxing, WWE, Bellator, they're getting bought up by PFL, one championship, anybody that wants to put on an event during UFC Noche weekend, he's going to go head to head with any event doesn't matter and it is very interesting to see what happens because the weekend used to belong to boxing legend phenom canel alvarez but once the ufc announced that they were going to have it on the independence day weekend he moved it a few weeks so that that just says a lot because even though i myself believe the ufc is such a better product and sport than boxing Because you have so many more ways to lose. Boxing still has, uh, I want to say, a bigger audience. They do still bring in a lot more money. The fighters get paid like five times as much as uh, the UFC fighters. So I'm very surprised someone as big and prominently known as Canelo Alvarez decided to move the event and to not go head-to-head with the UFC. But... That says that something is going on behind the scenes, and I am interested, and I'm all here for it. So, we will be waiting till next year to see what happens then, because it's something new. It's something new. This is the UFC's first time ever doing it, and they should have been doing it a long time ago, because that audience, that crowd, those events, those fights were goddamn fantastic. Absolutely amazing from top to bottom. The UFC knows what they're doing now, and they stack the card with Mexican talent. And like I was saying before, I don't blame them. So, you already know what happened this past weekend. Alexa Grasso defending her title against Valentino Shevchenko via draw. We've only had, what, three or four draws Throughout the history, the only other ones I can think of was Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueredo. Um, they went 1-1-1, one, 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 I want to say. They one win apiece, one loss apiece, and one draw apiece. And then they had the fourth fight, which is the tiebreaker with Brandon Moreno come out on top. So that's that, that was insane. And the only one I can think of is... Tyron Woodley defending his title against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Well, they fought twice. The first one went to a draw, then they went, then they redid it, and Tyron Woodley came out on top. So I believe this this is at least the third, if not the fourth. If I'm mistaken, please let me know. But wow, the it's it, the judges, the judges. Now the 
The fight was very, very close. Dana White already came out yesterday and said they are going to be doing the trilogy, which, hey, take my money because these girls went to goddamn town, went to mother town on each other, and it was just great to watch. The reason why it was a draw, which is garnered so much drama online, is that one of the judges, Mr. Mike Bell, scored the last round a 10-8, and... If you don't know a lot about the scoring, um, every round is usually every round is judged on a ten point must system. One fighter gets at least nine points. Uh, no, one one fighter gets ten points and the other person gets nine points. So no matter what, one person has to get ten and then nine. So close rounds are generally ten nines. Ten eights means that the referee could have stopped in at any moment and you know so on and so forth. Ten seven means you have to like literally commit a Jason Warhees murder on someone in the octagon. I'm talking just, I'm talking like, you know, OJ and his wife murder type of scene in order to get a 10-7. So 10-8 means you really still get beat up. Uh, think of John Jones versus Matt Hammond when he was raining down those elbows. That would be a 10-8. That last round with Valentino Shevchenko and Alexa Grasso was not a 10-8. By no means stretch about it. It was absolutely a shame because if it would have been a 10-9 like it should have been, we would be having a new champion. But nope, 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 nope. That's not the case. It was a draw. <laughs> Alexa Grasso got on the mic and said, I'm glad to have won this fight. Oh, yes, I'm so glad that I won. And DC went, but it was a draw. She's like, yeah, yeah, you know, but I was still won. I got the belt. And then DC again went, but it was a draw. <laughs> so you just you just got to love it about him. Just fantastic, Mr. DC. He just, hey, man, when keeping it real, it goes wrong. I'm sorry, Alexa Grasso, but you didn't win. Good fight, good performance. You did keep your belt because titles can't change hands via draw, but you didn't win. You didn't lose. It was a draw, baby girl. I'm sorry. You showed out. You knocked her down in the second round. That made Valentina Shevchenko do a backflip. Um, you got her in a um, submission hold in her back in the fifth round. But you didn't win the fight. And thankfully, Dana White came out yesterday and said they are going to be doing the rematch. Not only that... He was so upset that tomorrow they're going to be holding a, um, how do I word this, a judging criteria seminar. All the judges are going to be meeting in Las Vegas tomorrow so they can go over exactly how you judge a 10-9 round, a 10-8 round, 10-7, etc., etc. So that's how big of a grievous of a foul this was this past weekend was that just a 10-8 that just literally changed the course of everything. Thank God the UFC and Dana White are going to try to, I want to say correct this, but give Valentina Shevchenko, who is, uh, in my opinion, and everyone else's opinion, the second greatest women's fighter of all time behind Amanda Nunes, you have to give her that credit. She's had the title for like, what, seven years. Um, it's just you have to give her that due diligence in order to get her title back because that judge literally screwed her over. It was it was just terrible. So Valentina Shevchenko 
rematch, uh, I want it to happen sooner rather than later because she is 35. And just for a woman's fighter, that is getting a bit on the older side because uh, men's peak for a fighter under 200 pounds, usually around 36, 30, uh, 36 would be like the peak. But um, for women, um, it's just going to be... Uh, just gonna be sooner, you know. That's just how the circle of life works out. Sorry, but it is what it is. So they're gonna run that one back. Um, congratulations to I was gonna say congratulations to the winner, but you know, for Alexa Grasso for keeping her title, I'll give her that. She did show out, she did win the first fight with that face crank in the fourth round earlier this March. So We'll see what happens then. And a big congratulations to Mr. Jack Della Maddalena getting that split decision win over Kevin Holland. They showed up and showed out. It was a very technical fight. Very, very disappointed in the crowd. The crowd booing? They don't know what they're watching. Like, if you're... This is the thing. One thing about the ticket prices that they are skyrocketing. They are... is as most expensive as they've ever been it's because of the the bots that are happening where when tickets go on sale people have these automatic bots that buy them immediately and then they sell them for 400 percent market value i mean if you guys haven't been hearing the minimum price for nosebleed seats have been 700 dollars, 800 dollars in the nosebleeds and it's reported that um the highest seat for John Jones versus Stephen Miocic this November, Madison Square Garden is sold for dun 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 dun, dun hundred grand, give or take a few grand. So around it was a hundred and two grand. It was either a hundred and two, one hundred and ten thousand dollars. That like that's that's what we're dealing with now for front row seat tickets. I mean, nosebleed seven hundred, right up next to the cage, one hundred and ten grand. Jesus Christ. So. That just uh, it, it's starting to suck to be a UFC fan, um, and that regard of wanting to see the event. So, like every other fighter says, like Mr. Michael Bisping says, like uh, on what is it called Morning Combat with Brian Campbell and Luke Thomas say and Brendan Schaub say, it's always better just to see the fights at home because you get a better seat, multiple c- camera angles. And you don't have to look through the cage. Like if you're at the events, you it's kind of just you're stuck in that one fixated position. I hear it's good for one event, so you can get that that live experience. But after that, everyone just says watch it at home. It's much better. Um, so that is that. This upcoming weekend, we do have a fight night. It's not. Um, yeah, it's a fight night. It's gonna be. Rafael Fazee versus Matush Gamrat. That's going to be a fantastic fight. Matush Gamrat, he is well-rounded, but he prefers to go to the ground. He's like a submission expert. Rafael Fazee, um, really just he prefers to stand up and strike. I do believe that Matush Gamrat is going to try to get it to the ground, but Rafael Fazee does have excellent pinpoint takedown defense. So I do believe it's going to end up being a five-round affair, a uh, five-round stand-up affair with um, R- Rafael Vaziz being worried of the takedowns, essentially fighting him off. He may get down once or twice if the uh, if the fight goes to the later rounds, 
but I do believe they're going to get stuffed uh, between the first two rounds. My money is on Rafael Fazeev. And then in the co-main event, we got Dan Ige versus Bryce Mitchell, a.k.a. Thug Nasty, a.k.a. Mr. Flat Earther himself. And that is not a joke. Bryce Mitchell believes the earth is flat, but to each their own, I guess. But I still like him. He released a... Um, and a rap album as well, if you guys want to go listen to it on YouTube, it is called Thug Nasty. I listen to a few tracks, you know, it's alright, it's entertaining. And I'm all here for just all these fighters being entrepreneurs. You gotta, you gotta back them in all their adventures and in any other type of side gigs they do. So, I, I appreciate the entertain, entertainment as a fan. Appreciate it, Mr. Thug Nasty. And that is all I got for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Um, leave reviews, tune into our Discord, as I said before. The Hotbox, we're always in there watching fights, streaming video games. Twitch channel as well, Taj Mahal. And I will catch you all next time.